Hey everybody, welcome to the Juhu Roadshow podcast. I cannot, cannot tell you how excited I am about this show because I'm sitting here with my buddy Eric Unger and we are going to be talking about what it's like to grow up in a small town and I have got a multitude of stories from friends, uh, Facebook friends and family and stuff and we're going to be sharing all that stuff and we're going to be talking about life in a small town when we get back on the other side of this music from Lance. So Lance, lay it down pal. All right, so um, I'm sitting here with uh, my good pal Eric Unger, and Eric and I have been—we've been friends for a couple of years now. Yep, that's it. It seems like longer. It has. You know what? We it have a feels great longer. You know what's interesting about our relationship, though? <laughs> There's so many parallels to it. It's just absolutely interesting. It's kind of—it's fascinating. It really is. With I mean, all it the even racetracks, even stuff. going to the racetrack yeah. stuff. Yeah, because really you, you're—is that your uncle? It's my Capilucci? uncle. Yep. No, it's Jameson. Yeah, my uncle is John Jameson, and their best friends were the Capilucci. The Capilucci. Yeah, that's, that's right. It. So what we're going to be talking about during this show is, um, I grew up in a small town in northwestern New Mexico called Bloomfield, and you grew up in a small town in northeastern. Is it North Central? Tone Tigers, baby. T T T I G E E E R S T I G E R S Tigers. There we go. <laughs> that's the old. That's the old wrestling chant. Remember the the cheerleaders used to P P P I in your M A M A N P I in your M A N pin your man. Oh, is that what they would say? Yeah. Well, dude. you know what? I think that was mandatory for every small town to use that same cheer. Yeah, I think so. Just wasn't creative enough to come up with something different. Exactly. <laughs> it's like every high school has the same um, fight song. So Raton, are you? Would you say you're central or eastern? No, that would be it. Would well, it would be central, but it would just absolutely be the yeah, the the extreme north. Okay, yeah. So we both come from the north part of New Mexico. Obviously, not everybody's from New Mexico, so we're gonna have some stories that differ from a lot of people. Yeah, no, it's true. I was born in a small town. I like live John in Cougar, a small town. Gonna die in a small Gonna town. Gonna die in a small town. That's probably where they bury me. <laughs> I love those small communities. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. No, I tell you what, though, uh, it, it really is awesome. I tell you, I, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Um, you know, small towns do take a, a a a beating out there, especially nowadays. But uh, I know we're going to get into much more of it. But I tell you, it, it's well. Awesome. There's something special awesome. about it, there and really that's is. why I felt like it was worth a podcast because there's there's a lot of things that have been happening lately that um, bring to light the the value of a small town, and we're going to get into that. Not to start off heavy, but we're going to get into that. But uh, you know. Especially out here in the Southwest, we're in the Southwest, and especially out here, there's a lot of small towns. And we've got, we, I put some stuff out on social media. I know you're not a big social media guy. No, I'm not. Which uh, is fine. I need to, though. I kind of envy you sometimes um, because, uh, you know, I, I don't necessarily love it. But it's a necessary evil, and you know it's kind of cool sometimes. Cool. Yeah, and you know what though? It's not just because I think just I'm some old fogey, and I don't want to embrace it. I, I think do. just with my job, I, I just think have you're so many. <laughs> I just have so many emails with the job and everything, and I'm like, you know what? I don't even want to. When you're done with, when you're done with the day, you're done. That's exactly it. Okay. You know what? And and I don't think I need to send you a direct message or something like that. I'd rather just give you a call or head over to your house and we talk. See that small town? Yeah, that That's is small town. town right that there. is small town. So, but I, but I do social media stuff and, and, um, I put it out there to people, you know, we're going to be doing a podcast about small towns. And, and so, um, 
I was amazed at the amount of feedback that we got and the and the and the stories that we got. And so, but before we get into those things and start sharing those things, um, you tell me a little bit about your small town, and I'll tell you a little bit about mine. So, Raton, your mascot is the Tigers. Colors, is, colors are black and yellow. Yeah, yeah, black and gold. Oh, sorry. Yeah, black and not gold. not yellow. Yeah, no, no, no. Yellow's too plain. We got to be the black and gold. Yeah. So no, let me tell you. So Raton actually was a very interesting town. It was uh, it was really built on the horse racing industry. So Raton was uh, the first track in New Mexico, and I want to say it was about forty five, forty six when that started, and then it lasted I think until ninety two. So you want to know the craziest part about that? You that? talk about parallels. What's that? My dad started dating my mom when he was riding at Raton at La Mesa <laughs> nice. Park. Yeah. <laughs> It's that's true. That's really interesting. Well, let me tell you, because if you really follow, uh, uh, you know, racing at all, I mean, so many of the big guys that have, had, you know, been to the Kentucky Derby, the Belmont, all these famous races like that, they all have ties to the Raton track. And I think why it was so big back in the day is just there was no other racetrack. There was no other uh, venue for people to really go gamble if you were from Texas, Oklahoma. So I want to say back in the heyday, I'm going to guess the population was around eight, 9,000 people. That's pretty big for... It, it, well, it was. Yeah. It was. Unfortunately, it's way down now, but, you know, for other reasons. But um, it, it was huge, and I want to say that the population would double every summer when the... Oh, yeah, the man, track when, the, come when the horses come in, yep. Yeah, and then let me tell you, that was the greatest part about living in Raton because as a young boy... You couldn't wait for the Texas girls to come to the track. <laughs> and then everybody, all, me and all my buddies, we'd all see who came up Didn't with the best Didn't you marry lie. a Texas girl? I did marry a Texas girl. That's I right. Sure that's did. <laughs> yeah. But back then when you're- You made uh, little Tex-Mex babies. Yeah. That's cute. Yeah. When you were, uh, <laughs> you know, in middle school and stuff like that, all you could have was your stories, you know, talk about what girls that you saw. And that uh, uh, I couldn't uh, come up with the story fast enough. Hey, I met this great girl from Texas. At the so races. She, at the races. See, exactly. I had the same stories, man. Oh, did you? Oh, okay, yeah, dude, good. Okay, cool. yeah. okay, Bloomfield is a smaller town. Uh-huh. I think we probably had about three to 5,000 tops, but it was next to Farmington. And in the summer was, was the races. Now, I obviously, you know, um, states will work with, they'll, they'll work within the, the horse racing association where you don't overlap. So I'm not sure when Raton was running, when La Mesa was running, when Farmington was running, they were obviously different. But the summertime is when the races came, hence the girls came and the, and the people came and the fun came. And so I, I totally, I'm with you on that, man. Oh, it was. That's when the fun came because I, I'm telling <laughs> you what, all the hotels, all the restaurants, everything was just a buzz. Okay. I had two things on my brain. What's that? Shining shoes and chasing girls. It looks like <laughs> we're just about out of shoe polish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. I love it. Yeah, I know that. That was it. It was it between me and all my buddies. That's exactly all we talk about is the girls from uh, Texas. I would come down for the racetrack and we just was like, yeah, I got her number. You know, it's all bullshit. We didn't oh, yeah. get anybody's number. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because you didn't actually have the courage to ask for no, a phone number no, no, no. ever. Oh, yeah. She wants me to cruise by the hotel tonight, you know, and stuff. She told me to come oh, by. Gosh, She's going to meet me out front. It is all bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I was even was too scared fun. to tell bullshit stories like that. Man. Oh, yeah. No, you have to try to keep... That's one thing in a small town. You've got to try to maintain your cred. Well, it's funny, too, that so, you mentioned that because yeah. one of the... Like I said, we're going to get into what people had to say, and there's a lot, but there's about five common threads, and one of the biggest categories for people's stories in small towns is how everybody knows everybody, 
and they'll call you on your bullshit and they'll tell, you know, if you do something at this house, it, they know what at your house before you get home. Man, that is no lie. I tell you what, it is. Because, you know, everybody would always say it's, it is a, it's a soap opera and you always hear that, but it is absolutely true. It okay. It's really true. So you're Raton, Tigers, Black and Gold, about 8,000 people. Um, yeah, that's when I was really, like I said, uh, just kind of getting into the middle of, the, uh, you know, really experiencing the town. But what's really cool about a small town, though, too, is just it's it really is the people. Because I remember hearing stories when I was like five or six. For whatever reason, I just decided to I thought I was in Australia. I went to walk about. <laughs> OK, and so I was which you this, could do back then. You could. Yeah. So um, I, I probably wandered at least two miles away from my house at the time. And I was in downtown Raton. And I remember a couple of people, evidently, I've heard the stories now, came up. And they're like, Eric, what are you doing? You know, are you, where's your mom? Where's your grandparents? You know, what's going on? And I was like, oh, I don't know. You know, type, I'm just out for a walk and type thing. And Because so you could get away with that you stuff. You could. You could. And so that's one of the big stories I hear when I go back. And that's what's so cool about going back to your small town, just seeing all the people that really, really care for you. You know, they say a village, you know, it takes, it takes a, village. a village. It really does. And man, I tell you, that's what's awesome. It takes a village to get your ass in trouble too. It does. Yeah. It really what's does. crazy is, you know, my dad, my dad still lives there. I mean, he goes off and runs horses, you know, during the season, but when it's out of season or they're running in Farmington, he goes back to Bloomfield. And, you know, I, I have to go back there from time to time. And it's funny because I'm getting to the age where I go back and I'm seeing kids that, I went to school with their parents and that's trippy, man. When you see like a high school kid and you went to school with their parents. Yeah, I know. My first reaction is, damn, they're getting old. I don't, <laughs> I don't put myself. In that I have an know. age, but yeah, that sucks for them, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No doubt. But, but no, Rat Tone was cool. I tell you when I was a kid, I, there was, I looked forward to the racetrack and I looked forward to roller skating. Roller yep. skating. Roller did you guys skating. have a roller skating rink? We did. Have okay, a t- tell skating. me some of the highlights of Raton. What are some of the some of the um, the places that were that were big for you guys in Raton? All right. So as you get a little bit older, there's a few things, but the main one is City Market in downtown Raton. <laughs> Absolutely. So everybody who's anybody, you catch a ride, you know, and everybody goes to City Market and everybody parks there. I'm not kidding. They're probably no less than 40 50 cars that are always parked there and and every car has So along the, along the people. highway uh, well, in the a, parking lot. Well, it's along the main yeah, main yeah, street. So downtown. along the, along the main street, along the sidewalk. Yep. Okay. Yep, same thing. And it's a, it's the same bullshit story where everybody's looking for a chick and, <laughs> <laughs> and all the chicks are at at home and it's Well, just they're a, either looking for a chick or they're just going to get wasted. <laughs> well, that's yeah. Yeah, because so, that was the so. that was the three things to do. You yeah. either you found a chick or you got wasted, or you got in a fight. Oh yeah, that was it. Well, and if you think back about it, the most stupid thing about that whole uh, the whole scenario is, you know, you're looking for a chick. Well, you've went to school with these same people ever since you were <laughs> it's a like kindergarten. A yeah, it is. And so, if you hadn't already hooked up with them by now, you weren't going to hook up. But hey, we always have you know held a little bit of hope that we're going to hook hope. up. Yeah, on a Friday night in City Market, I'm ten times more attractive, I guess. Absolutely, you know? <laughs> yeah, because I showered and it's Friday yeah, night, so it's a whole different ballgame now. I was wearing high karate cologne at the time. I think, I think <laughs> high karate, high karate, man. Wow, I got, got it at the local. Uh, nice. Uh, yeah, the drugstore. I think I was. Get that. I think I was rocking um, California. 
Oh, is that what cologne? It was? Yeah, it, okay. my mom. My mom turned me on to that. It's a very classy Kmart cologne, uh, <laughs> California. Yeah. yeah, no, my mom got me the high karate. I'll never forget. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is well, great. it's better than yeah, it's better than high karate. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. So okay, so I okay, so I'm Bloomfield. Okay, I'm a Bobcat. Mm-hmm. We're blue and gold, and we actually played you guys in the playoffs a couple of times. Yeah, see, I had moved on from Raton at that time, and so I I'd missed. Well, I'm, a, some of I'm that. two years younger than you, yeah. So just by that time, you had yeah. moved on. But so I'm a Bobcat. We had about three to five thousand people, and the story is very much the same, um, as far as family, you know, families and people knowing you are concerned. My difference from you is that I grew up out of the out of town. I so so I had those, you know. <laughs> that's another thing that somebody had posted about living in a small town is you use landmarks. So I, I'll tell you exactly how I would say it back then. Um, you go two miles, you go two miles east, you turn right at Murph's Quick Lube, and you go down the dirt road, and that's my place. All right, and Murph's so, Quick Lube. Murph, Love it. Murph's Quick Lube. So <laughs> I didn't get the whole riding a bike around town or walking you know, to my friend's house kind of thing, but everybody looked out for each other, and everybody knew everybody, and you just didn't do anything without somebody knowing about it. Now you had City Market, we had Sonic. Okay. Okay. So on Friday nights, um, Friday night was okay. So you got the you got Main Street in 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 Bloomfield uh-huh. that runs east to west, um, and at the at the west on the west side of town was Sonic, at the east side of town was Farmers Market, who was that was a locally owned um, uh, grocery store. Okay. That's where a lot a lot of people went there for lunch. Okay. And then you go north and you go over to Aztec. So what people would do is they would cruise they would cruise to Sonic. They would go around the Sonic Loop, basically, and then go down to um, Farmers, turn around in the parking lot, and you just basically did it like it was like the Indianapolis 500. Gotcha. But it was a Friday yeah. night 25, basically. Yeah, yeah, we would do the same thing because uh, the, the Sonic at the time was at the end of town, and that's what it was. If we weren't at City Market – it was trying to figure out, okay, whose parents were gone for the weekend? Where was the party going to be at? If not, you were cruising. And uh, it would go from uh, one end of Raton to the other, and the one turnaround for sure was a Sonic. I think that's great. That, well, that's uh, that's what the yeah. Sonic – okay, so that's what the Sonic was. What the Sonic was – okay, the, the whole rest of the drive mm-hmm. was to slingshot your ass back to Sonic. Okay. And then when you got to Sonic, that was like trolling. You're trolling Sonic to see what's going on. Did you ever park at Sonic and get out? Some people parked at Sonic, but okay. with the, when the spots were all full, if, okay. if if you that was like prime real estate. Okay. If you could get a parking spot in Sonic, yeah, you're it's aces, dude. I mean, you're you're in a good spot. <laughs> Did anybody ever spend money at Sonic? Is what I wonder, or was it just a hangout? Well, yeah, dude. Everybody got a Route 44. Oh, they did. Okay. Oh, sure, you got I'm a surprised. Route 44. I mean, it wasn't happy hour, granted. But you still got a Route 44. Oh, you guys were all high class over there. <laughs> you know Look it. At you. It was all cool, man. So, you know, you got the, the cherry limeade. Yeah. You know, and then you. Okay. Yeah. And <laughs> never mind. I won't even go to that one. Okay. <laughs> but, okay. But anyways, so you do the cruise and then you go through Sonic. And yeah. and, and from time to time, I'm going inter- to interject a story and you need to do it as well. I understand. But uh, I remember one night my, my folks were gone. Now, my sister, my sister had bigger balls than anybody that I knew. Mm-hmm. And she was older than me by a year. She was okay. my stepsister. Okay. So her mom married my dad. Jody was insane. And when I say insane, I mean, she would do anything. Like my dad got a new truck. Um, my, my stepmom and my dad ran to town, which was 15 minutes away. And Jody 
they went in my stepmom's car. Jody got in my dad's new truck and started driving it around town to see her friends. I mean, just stuff like that. Wow, like you've okay. got to be borderline psychotic to do this. So, anyways, um, one one night, my my parent, my dad, and my stepmom were gone, and we, Jody was cruising Sonic. Yeah. And at this point, they hadn't built the new road yet, so our driveway was a half a mile of dirt road up to the pi- up to the paved road. Yeah. She stopped and she told one friend, April Diap. She said, "Hey." My parents are out of town. If you want to invite your boyfriend and come over, you guys come over and chill and we'll hang out. And, okay. you know, I got some drinks. You right. Know. Yeah. Okay. I'm scared to death. Right. Just because, number one, April Diap was super hot and she was coming over to my house. But also just because, oh, my God, we're having people over when we're not supposed to. Yeah. But it was just April, so it was cool. I shit you not, dude. 30 minutes later, it looked like the ending of Field of Dreams. <laughs> it was nothing but a line of cars, man, down the road and then coming down the dirt road to Fantastic. our house. Oh, my yeah. God. That, uh, we must have had 100 people in our house. You know, but that's pretty cool, though. If you live out of town, you can get away with something like that, though. It, you know, you can disguise that or hide that, too, because, you know, I know I tried a few things, but living in the city, it is. It's really, really, uh, and I say city, living in the town, it's, it's much harder. You know, It, really it is. Sucks. It is. Yeah. And, and, and I want to get into some of that stuff because, I mean, I put it out there to people like, what are you, some of your favorite things about living in a small town? And then I asked later, what are specific stories that you have? So some of the main the main things, and I want to go through and read some of these, and I'm going to call some people out and share some stuff. And if, if anything pops, because you don't have the luxury of this. So if anything pops into your mind that you want to share, go ahead. No, absolutely. Well, first of all, hold on before you do that. We actually have a live caller calling in. So <laughs> let's see. Line number three uh, looks like John from Rancho Cucamonga. Hey, guys, just want to let you know I'm really enjoying this show. It's really cool. I've been telling all my friends about it. Hey, one thing I want to know, seems like a lot of people in small towns have nicknames. Did you guys have a nickname back in the day, and how did you get it? That's a fantastic question, Man, John. John. Thank Thanks, you. John. Thanks for listening in Rancho Cucamonga. Yeah, no doubt. Wow, yeah. home of Phil Mickelson. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Well, I I actually, I didn't. I didn't really have a nickname. My family called me JT. You're kidding. You didn't have a nickname from your buddies? I didn't have a nickname from my buddies. My family called me JT, and when I was a freshman, they called me Mad Dog on the football team, but that's a whole different story. Are you sure it's football or 2020? Because <laughs> <laughs> that was huge, They man, may have been related. They may Actually, my Mad Dog came from the fact that I obviously wasn't the biggest. When I was a freshman, you're okay. going you're gonna to shit yourself over okay. this. When I was a freshman, I was 4'11", 85 pounds. Is that right? That's the honest-to-goodness wow. truth. Holy shit. And so they call me Mad Dog because I wasn't afraid They should have to- called you malnourished. <laughs> <laughs> 85 pounds. Yeah, dude. Holy I was shit. I was tiny. I was a tiny. I was only 4'11". Wow, I but I wasn't afraid to hit seven, anybody. I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wasn't afraid to hit anybody, so that's what they yeah. call me. But I didn't have one. Did you have one? Oh, I did. And what was yours? You, oh, it's, it's really very embarrassing. So... You know, I, I try to fit in with everybody, and, uh, you know, I was really kind of raised, I you know, somewhat sheltered, you know, a little bit, okay? And okay. so I still had a great time. I had the, you know, I mean, a great life. I did a lot of wild stuff, but I still wasn't exposed to a lot of things that, like, a, a lot of normal kids are. So in middle school, uh, there was a group of guys that, you know, we all are on the football, baseball, basketball team, everything. We all hung out all the time. And so they're all talking about smoking pot, all right? 
Well, in raton, I guess, uh, and I still don't even know where it comes from, but it, maybe it's a Spanish term for a joint or something like that. But leño. A leño. Leño, yeah. Okay, so I am doing my best to fit in with everybody, okay? And so I'm like, hey, guys, you guys going to, after school, you're going to go smoke a leno? I said, a leno. All of them turn around, and they're laughing at me. And I'm like, what, man? Are you guys going to go smoke a leno? And they're like, uh, it's a leno. And I was like, uh, mira, it's a leno. <laughs> well, I, I blew that. So from that point on. You were leno? Someone, that's it. My buddies, even to this day, oh that's what they gosh, call me. Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. Leno. I had no so idea. So even my arm shims from football practice and everything, I had leno written on there. Do you know which ones were mine and everything? You're like kidding that. me. No. That's leno. hilarious, dude. But that is my nickname from back in the day, leno, because I didn't know any better. That's what I called it. <laughs> you know, it's, you, so it's, it's, you know, it's bad. I can't, believe, I, I can't believe I actually knew that. And here's why I knew that. Because when I played football, okay. we had we – had, um, on our kickoff returns, yeah. we had two returns, Rambo and Leno. Oh, that was okay. our kickoff return. Is that right? So we're either returning right or left, Rambo or Leno. <laughs> lefty. <I gotcha. laughs> that was it, dude. That was it. That is really funny. I didn't. Well, so I've heard that term maybe once or twice before that. Like I said, I mean, I thought I was I was gonna be cool. I was gonna be part of the group. Nope. Fit in? No. 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 See, I just got. I just. I'm, most people just called me Hunt. That was it. Was that it? Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, you know that's good because uh, Leno was actually okay. I mean, we had some guys. Their nicknames were just horrible. We had one guy on the football team. I'm not gonna say his name, but the guy he was really really soft. I mean, you know, the poor guy shouldn't have been out there. But hey, you know, uh, uh, accolades to him. At least he came out and he tried. He was out there and he did all the conditioning with us and everything. But his nickname was Charmin. You know, oh, that's what the that other guys sucks. gave him. You know what I'm saying? And it, yeah, it does suck. So it could have been worse. I could have had something yeah. like that. But well, I guess I did have one. I did have one nickname, um, which kind of pissed me off actually. So I had a coach. So when I wrestled, I had four different coaches in four years. But one of them was Cecil Linens, who went on to coach Farmington to a couple of state championships. He was a great coach. He was okay. a great wrestling coach. But he called me Sally. And here's why. Motivate you. No, I, oh. I hated practice. Oh, okay. I, I hated it. Yeah. I hated practice. I hated conditioning. I hated all that shit. I, I had a great record in, in high school wrestling. I think I was like, I can't remember what it was. It was like a, like, shit, dude, like. 113 or something like that 100 wins 13 loss something like that wow but i just hated practice and so he called me he called me sally because i was always a sally at practice (laughs) okay which pissed me off but i guess maybe you're right maybe it was a motivating factor but but uh i I didn't have the nickname but i just i do want to i do want to commend john i appreciate john calling in from rancho cucamonga and You rock, to, John. You love rock, you. John. Yeah, we're yeah. gonna send you a bumper sticker, big guy. And we we want to thank we want to thank our assistant Brielle for handling the soundboard on that. So thanks for sending that call through, Brielle. That was yeah, very thanks, sweet. Yeah, thanks, Yep. So the thing about the thing about small towns too, and then and then we really were God. This is going so quickly. We have to get to some of this stuff. It was kind of a no brainer that you played sports. Oh, it was. Most just, kids did. Most most people did play sports in, in small town because what the hell else are you going to do? Yeah, it was. Everything was always revolving around sports. And I, I tell you what, that's what it was. Growing up, man, I tell you what, they had something called the Cowbell Tournament. And it was all the teams from around northern New Mexico to show up, Clayton and Springer and, I, you know, Trinidad, all these ones like this. And, I mean, that was like the Super Bowl there. Yeah. And that's the other thing about a small town, too, is you don't know any different what's out there. You just don't. You know well, what I'm saying? You it, always stay you're within absolutely miles. Right. And so it, it was tough. I got to tell you one quick story. Though. Okay. All right. I, this is uh, uh, just to kind of show you the mentality of a small town and how insulated I really was. So 
I moved away from Raton, uh, started my freshman year in high school. And, you know, I, I'd only been out of Raton a handful of times, you know, for different sporting events. And on occasion, we'd go do some Christmas shopping, like in Pueblo, Colorado, or in Albuquerque or something. So uh, um, when you're there with your friends, you know, you learn a lot of slang and, you know, and you're just, ha it's just, it's just who you are. And so when I moved to Texas, here I am at a big 5A school going in there. And uh, the first day of school, we, we meet with all the counselors and everything like that. And I was just blown away by the size of Because you moved from a small town to a, to a, a big, big town. town. Exactly. Okay. And so it was culture shock right away. So I get to this, uh, this huge school and I'm like, oh my goodness, this is kind of intimidating. And they start telling me about all the different programs they have. And, uh, you know, just all the different classes that you can take. Well, we had nothing like that in Raton. You know what I'm saying? And so I was like, wow, yeah. wow. Well, instead of saying wow, what I learned in Raton <laughs> was to say, shade. <laughs> oh, shade. Shade. I remember yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. So here I am. So the, the counselors and the vice principals, they're all telling me about this stuff. And I'm like, shade. <laughs> shade. Well, this was a kind of like a, oh, I don't, I, I don't want to call it just a heartbreaking moment, but it kind of was because I'll never forget the counselor turns to my mom and she's like, is that somebody's name? Is your nickname Shay or something like that? And she, my mom had just like, no, no, no. That's just a term like slang for like, wow. And I was like, wow, okay, I'm not in Raton anymore. That was my defining Oh, that right sucks. There. Yeah, I did. It's kind of a balloon popper right man, there. Man, it was. It was. I was like, Shay. I was that's so excited. That's deflating, man. <laughs> it was. That sucks. It was. But that's how I knew I was no longer in small town. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've got about, a, I got about a dozen of those little reminders that I've learned over the years that you're not in Kansas anymore. More. Yeah. Okay. So let's go to. I want to go to some of these things that people said. So I asked them. You know, tell me some of the best parts about about living in a small town. Obviously, um, you know, Mandy Marcus said you can walk just about anywhere, and and uh, and you did. Yeah. You could yeah. go anywhere you wanted to. Um, another one. This is interesting. Uh, my favorite part is homecoming. I've never really gone to homecoming. Have you? Um, I'm not a big homecoming guy. You know what? It, it wasn't homecoming in a small town was more about the football game than anything. It yeah. was, you know, it wasn't yeah. about the dance or anything like that. It was all about the football game. And the coolest thing back in the day was about the bonfire too. Bonfire is a big, Oh, did you guys have a big oh, bonfire, big, big bonfire, but you know, that's not politically correct anymore to have a bonfire, I guess. So nobody does it. Well, I'm not. I, I'm trying to remember the kind of homecoming stuff that we had, but I don't. Re, I don't remember a big bonfire, but I do remember this. Kelly Taylor said, "Going out in the hills with your friends." I cannot tell you how many hills stories I have because that's what you did. Okay, so let's say the whole Sonic Farmers Market thing wasn't working out, yeah, or you did talk to somebody in at Sonic, the party in the hills, man. We had the den, we had smoke and ride, we had the rocks, we had the hills, we had all these places where you would go and people would start a fire and you'd have a you'd have a party. Yeah, you know, did same, you guys have? That? Oh yeah, absolutely. Same thing in Raton back in the day too. And in fact, I even remember my mom and dad talking about that. You know, uh, there was a place called Goat Hill. As you come into Raton, there's the the Raton sign up on the hill. And everybody, that's where you'd go. You'd go up there, and like I said, you'd start fire. You'd everybody, all the underage drinking would happen. Uh, um, there was also another really famous rock that uh, uh, that every all the different classes when they'd come back for class reunions they'd all go up and paint. But anyways, you can drive up there. It's called the Old Raton Pass. Okay. And uh, uh, yeah, there was a lot of different uh, 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 cool little venues, if you will. You know, for, yeah. uh, for parties and stuff. Yeah. But I still like I still remember, man. Like I, I graduated in '94. You're '92. '92. Right? Yeah. I remember like being a freshman 
and you know being invited to hey we're going out to the hills do you want to go and I, I was like it was like the gods had invited me to olympus you know what i'm saying i was like i can't oh my god i'm going out to the hills this is going to be amazing and like you go out there and you, it, i mean it's just it, i can't explain what it was like man well i i do remember that you know being excited to go but i was also a little afraid i was scared to death yeah. are you kidding oh, yeah me? well because i was like oh man there's gonna be a bunch of upperclassmen there you know, what, what, what kind of craziness do they get into? What are they going to drink? You know, just all this stuff. I'll never forget. It's the first time I tried Canadian mist. <laughs> you know, what's funny because everybody just like raids their parents, like liquor cabinet and they oh, just yeah. bring it. And they're like, here, you want some Canadian mist? And I was like, sure. You know, I'm trying to fit in once again. That was the worst shit I've ever had. In my oh yeah, life. dude. Canadian mist. Well, Ugh. that's, that's the first time yeah. I tried Copenhagen. Oh, was and it? oh yeah. yeah. And, and that's why like. I can't do snuff. I can't yeah. because I tried Copenhagen. A buddy yeah. of mine said, hey, try this. And so I, I, I tried Copenhagen and yeah. I'm standing there and buzzed off my ass because, yeah. you know, I'm just – and this guy walks up and he's like, hey, man, what's up, little man? And he hit me in the back. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Swallowed the Copenhagen. Oh, no. Swallowed it. Yeah, I bet you were sick. Sick as shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Never done – I've never had Copenhagen since. But that was out in the hills. And, you know, it was always like you're out there and you hope the cops don't come. And it, 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 it's just – the thing about small towns, and I think if we had a theme to this show, it's perspective. Yeah. And the perspective you have when you grow up in a small town, you don't know any different. Yeah. That was like, that was the biggest thing happening in the world right then. Yeah, it was too. And then the other thing too is I think that you always had a, uh, a sense of security too, because if it was to get out of control or even the cops show up, they're friends of family or you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or, and, and so it, it, everything really kind of always had a way of working itself <laughs> out. It really did. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And that's, what's really great about a small town. It, it seems well, like, like everybody the, takes care of each Tony other. Tony Maurer so. is, is, a, is a buddy of mine. I mean, I've, what's up, Tony? I've watched this guy. I mean, I've yeah. known him since he was in junior high, you know, okay. um, but he said small towns seem to make friends and family more special. Um, when you don't have big city entertainment or events, Playing games or just enjoying family and close friends is what made the world go around. And that that's exactly what we're talking about is that that perspective is, you know, I've I've been able to and you've been able to to go on and kind of travel the world. I mean, yeah. I've been all over the world yep. and your your mind expands and your perspective expands. But back then, like Bloomfield was like that was the only place that existed. It, it really is, man. I tell you, and it's funny because even to this day, I'll have people ask me, hey, who's your favorite baseball team? And you know what? It's it's going to be the Cubs or the Braves. Why? Because that's all of the channels I could get when I was a kid in Ratone. You either got TBS or, or WGN. WGN. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. And that's a small town for you. You don't know if it comes. Well, there's two ways. One, you get, you get it off the radio. Or two, somebody's got a friend or relative or cousin that actually came from a big city, mm-hmm. and uh, they're going to introduce it to this to the to your small town in Raton. So I, I tell you, back in the day, I was going through the phase. I thought I was going to be a break dancer. Well, so there <laughs> Wait, was what this, was your specialty move? Oh man, mine was the backspin. No, oh yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. I was at I was a uh, hand spinner. Oh wow, that's cool. Do you remember the hand spin? I do remember the hand spin. I couldn't do that though. Oh shit, dude! I, I my mom yeah. wouldn't let me do the head spin because she heard <laughs> through the grapevine about the kid that broke his neck doing the head spin. Oh yeah, oh so yeah. She couldn't do the head spin. Yeah. But a hand spin and a helicopter were my moves. Wow, you were really advanced. Oh yeah. Oh well, yeah. I had red parachute pants. What oh do you yeah. Expect, no, right? I was doing break offs with everybody. Oh, I had the oh I had the parachute pants too, man. And I made the mistake of wearing them one day when I got SWATs at school and stuff. That didn't work out so well. But Wait, you got SWATs at school? I did, man. Yeah, I sure did. But it was for something stupid. Okay, I'll tell you. Okay, corporal punishment, right? Yeah. 
the last day that you could get corporal punishment was in, you, eighth grade was the highest you could get it. You couldn't get it in high school. I got SWATs for the first time on the last day of eighth grade. Oh, wow. For being the third kid in the bathroom. What? Wow. You could only have two kids in the bathroom at once. Okay. And I didn't know there was already somebody else. I went in. I had to go to the principal's office, and I got SWATs wow. on the last possible day. Wow. And the worst thing that I could do, I did. I got my my three SWATs. Yeah. And I started laughing. <laughs> I got five more. Yeah. I'm like, this shit ain't yeah. funny anymore, man. Yeah, no doubt. No yeah. doubt. Well, so anyway, so I could just tell you. So, yeah, so breakdancing, I thought that was all the rage. And uh, uh, so I had, like, it was, it was a family relations somehow or some way. He's a long-distant cousin. But anyways, he had moved off to California back in the day. And I guess it's funny because everybody in Raton knew about this guy. His name is Adam Mitchell. And Adam, evidently, he might have been the, the next coming of the, like the, uh, uh, the break dancing god because he had come back to town and everybody was looking for him out in there in, in the streets in Raton because they wanted to learn what the new break dancing was. Oh, I gotcha. Was. But that's, that's what it is in small town. You hear little stories, you're like, ooh. Well, and it goes cool. back to that whole perspective thing because you just you have a different perspective. Yeah. Um, I, I like this one. Jeremiah Childress said, he said, even though I wasn't gifted athletically, I was still able to be a part of the high school team. Yeah. Yeah. That's also a cool thing about, you know, about uh, small towns and uh, and high school athletics. And, you know, like in a small town when you're in high school, because I played college ball, you know, and that's a whole different ball game. But when you're in a small town, you know, half the guys are there because they're really gifted. And then half of them are there because their gifted buddies play. And they're like, hey, man, come play football. Yeah, it, it really is. It, it You know, I'm sitting here thinking back to Little League and everything like that. All my friends that, you know, they just weren't athletically inclined and. You know, it was it was great, you know, being out there with them. And, uh, you know, and, and like I said, I know we're sounding like it's Mayberry and shit like that. But it, it was it was a lot of fun, man. Well, it was, it was. And I just was great. I, I just think it's, you know, it's it, um, that whole like, you know, rolled up sleeves, blue collar kind of, you know, you're not my kid, but I'm going to whip your ass because you're doing something you shouldn't be doing. And if your parents were here, they would do the same. Yeah. Now, yeah. I like that. Yeah. You can't do that now. No, you can't. Yeah. But you could back then. And, and, and again, uh, you know, we're going to run across other stories like this that that point that out that, you know, you could do that. Um, you know, if something was happening, you could call neighbors or you could call somebody and be like, hey, have you seen have you seen Eric or have you seen Justin? Or, you know, if you went to a buddy's house and and. They acted, a, you acted a fool at your buddy's house. The parents didn't have any qualms about being like, hey, you know, get your shit together because you can't do that here. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I do think back about that. It's just amazing. You know, we didn't have cell phones and all that stuff. Oh, like no, that. dude. Yeah, and uh, uh, it was just, you know, uh, my mom was a single mom, and I lost my dad when I was young, and, you know, she had worked two jobs, and so I was going all over the place. I was staying at my grandparents, you know, I'd go visit my aunts all the time and stuff. But there was never any question, were you safe or not, you know? And you would you would, you would, would actually would stay out till 10 o'clock at night playing. And there was never, yeah, they were never worried about you, you know? It was you great. know, this, this doesn't necessarily qualify as a small town thing, but it just, what you just said reminds me of small town that, that I feel bad that our kids don't get. And that, you know, is just not having that technology that we have now and like having to call somebody instead of text them. Like oh, yeah. if you wanted to talk to a girl, you had to call or when your phone rang, you didn't know who it was for yeah. and you hoped it was for you. And you had to stand there, you know, when everybody's watching you and you're talking on the phone, unless you were a rich kid and you had the 25 foot cord. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Cause the, I never had the 25 foot cord. No, but I didn't I, either. I went to friends houses that had the 25 foot cord and I'm like, you son of a bitch. 
bitch. Yeah, yeah. That's so amazing. <laughs> that must yeah. be nice, man. Yeah. Uh huh. Oh yeah. I know but, my wife. She, she was one of the ones that had the twenty. Not that she was rich, but she had the twenty-five foot cord. I think the parents just got tired of hearing, you know, her and her siblings all the time on the phone. Well, so. do you remember the really rich kids had their own line? Oh yeah, that's right. I can't they even did. fathom what that must have been like. Yeah, having I, your own line. I know. I luckily I had a couple of buddies of mine that had their own line like that, and it was I was definitely envious of that. Yeah. yeah. Um, again, here's another one. Sandra Kennedy. It, this is see, like I see these names. Sandra Kennedy is married to Ed Kennedy. Okay. And we all went to high school together. Oh, okay. They dated in high school. They're still married. They have a family. It's awesome. Oh wow! And so were they older, younger? The no, they're my age. age. Oh, they okay. Yeah, Good they're job. my age, but. I mean, they've been together since high school. That's great. And I mean, we're at our That's twenty-five year twenty. Jeez, yeah. oh my gosh, dude, what are we at? What year is it? Eighteen. <laughs> Twenty-four year reunion. Um, but not so. Uh, raising kids in a smaller community is nice because you have spies all over the place. <laughs> it's true, man. Yeah, there are spies. Yeah. But uh, um, let's see, Geraldine Garcia, growing up in Corrales on. On horses, our playground was the Bosque, the Arroyo, Mm -hmm. and the Clear Ditch Swimming Hole, and the Sand Dunes. When we got hungry, there was a selection of fruit trees to pick from along the ditch bank. You know, that's cool, too. See, that that would be awesome. You know, I'm sitting here thinking, how many times did I have choke cherries? How many times did I have mulberries off a tree? How many times did I sneak into somebody's backyard that had apricots or apples and stuff like that? Yeah. You know, yeah. it, it does. It brings back some really, really great memories from back in the day. Well, and like yeah. Nikki Shipman says, and, you know, I had a different perspective because I was playing. You probably were playing as well. Yeah. But I love the magic of Friday Night Lights. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for, for for us as players, it was very, very special. The whole, You know, just being a player and like, you know, where I don't know what you guys did, but we, we got to wear our jerseys on Friday to school. Yep. And um, Coach Carl Marty made us wear a tie, so we had to wear a tie and then our jerseys. But it was cool being a player. But I, you know, like reading these things, it's pretty cool. I think you know, just the excitement of getting together with your friends and going to the game. And I guess you can get that in in a big city, but it's not the same thing. No, it's not. And I tell you, one of the the coolest things that ever happened to me, and I, in fact, I still have it, is uh, in my scrapbook. Uh, I, I'll never forget that I. Uh, um, I hit a, a Grand Slam home run. Okay, big deal, right? It is well, a no. big deal. Well, awesome. not, no, not that. It was that the, the local bank, International State Bank, pr- uh, uh, cut out that article. And, and laminated it, it and sent, sent it, it to, it to me you. And said, congratulations on that. <laughs> you know what? I was like, wow. That That's is so awesome, great man. that the yeah, local. Dude. You know, who knew that they were trying to build a customer for life, right? You're yeah. just like, damn, I'm getting recognized by the local <laughs> bank here. This is great. I'm yeah. statewide, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it. You know, and so it's little things like this, the little little things, you know, that, that happen in a small town. Well, like and it's cool, too, back. because, like, people people come into your life and they you know the people that are in that in that circle with you when you're growing up they stay there yeah. and and they're names that you remember forever and so like there's there's one I want to read to you um from uh Penny Bingham okay, okay? Penny is a she's you know great lady and and you know adorable just had a just had a baby and and I played sports with her brother Micah who okay. was a fantastic athlete this dude was a man like in sixth grade oh yeah we all you know, know somebody like that. I mean yeah. he was so athletically gifted it was yeah. retarded and mm-hmm. he didn't do any I mean he didn't have to do he didn't have to do jack he didn't have to lift I mean he did and you know he worked right, out right but he didn't have to do anything yep. he was one of the most athletically gifted people you can possibly fathom yep 
like in fifth grade. Yeah. And you know, he when when we were in high school, was he shaving already in the fifth grade? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. They, so yeah. A buddy of mine, I'm thinking of same thing. But yeah. when we, when yeah. we were in high school, he was yeah. a man. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. So, anyways, Penny was his younger sister, and she was also a great athlete by her own right. Yeah. And they have a great family, huge family, strong family. But I love what she says here because she said she said we definitely have a special community bond here. But to me, there's something special about dirt roads. Oh, um, I love driving down dirt roads and seeing where they lead to. We're literally surrounded by playground, and in the busyness of the day, uh, I got to hit the see more button here. See more, feed me, see more. Okay, in the busyness of the day, I love that there's a dirt road that makes me slow it down. And still get where I need to go. My dad taught me how to drive in the hills in his old truck. And since then, dirt roads have always been special. Yeah, I love that. That's fantastic. That is. That forced you to slow it down. You you yeah. live in a, Okay, we're in Colorado Springs. You yeah. live in a Denver. Or you live in an Albuquerque. Or right. you live in a Phoenix. You don't get that. No, you don't. But you know what? You do have to find your dirt road that you grew up with. And, you know, I know for you it's music. For me it's music or it's movies, whatever. But yeah. I do. That's how I find my dirt road. But I love, love, love the... Uh, the but without but without that, that literal dirt mm-hmm. road, you don't have that figurative dirt That's road. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. And no, it's... Yeah. I mean, I just... I thought that was so cool that she pointed that out and... and uh, it just uh, that's one of the of of the hundreds, and I I literally like got hundreds of comments on this stuff. That's one that probably stuck with me the most because when I think of dirt roads, I I think of so many things. I think of I think of learning to drive. Yeah. I think of ditching school. I think there's a story I'm going to tell you here in a little bit that you're going to laugh your ass off. It, it it just you know getting getting away from things. Yeah. And slowing it down. No, you're right. That's exactly what I think of as well. I do think uh, learning to drive. I think about days that I'd go out with my grandfather when he got me uh, uh, a BB gun, and we'd go out there, and he'd line up all the bottles and cans. We'd go out there, and we'd shoot oh, yeah, and stuff shoot, like that. Yeah. Man, go I, that's shooting that's out what there. I think of when I think of Yeah, uh, that's exactly it right. Um, like uh, uh, Jordan um, Jordan said that uh, she didn't truly appreciate it until she was older, and she loved being able to ride bikes up and down the street with her cousins. That's another thing is you've got family. So you've got family and friends and there. It's just all right there. And, you know, Raton might actually be a little bit bigger than Bloomfield, but it's just it's still tiny. It is. It's all right there, man. It is. It is. Oh, man, I tell you what. And uh, I know you can't see this on the podcast, but if you look at my knuckles right here, Justin. Yeah. I'm missing some skin right there. It's rubbed <laughs> off. Yeah. That's from riding bikes back in the day and stuff. I'd ride bikes so much. That it rubbed my knuckles from the 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 gears and everything on that, and so. But to see that you can't of. you can't really you can't get away with that kind of stuff. No, it just doesn't have no, that no, so no. much anymore. Um, okay, so I was telling you about Micah. Here's what Mike Micah said something here. Everyone knows everyone in general. Some people don't like it, but after moving away to a big city, it's nice to go back. And no matter where you go, you run into someone that you know, and they say hi. And you, I know you deal that. You deal with that every time you go back to Raton. I deal with it when I go back to Bloomfield. Yeah. You know, one of the first questions I always hear is, "How's your dad doing?" Yeah. You know, or "How's oh, yeah. this?" or "How's that?" Or you know, we're so proud of you. Oh yeah, no, I, I agree, and it and it's it's really kind of fun to go back uh, with my wife, but more uh, especially with my daughter, because when we leave Raton, you know, uh, Brielle, she's like, "Dad, boy, does everybody in this town know you?" <laughs> and you know, and you don't think about that, you know, and stuff. But it's just, it's just the way it is. I mean, it, it is. That's what's awesome about a small town. But I will say, the worst part about it is, though, is that when I go back to Raton and somebody says, "Hey, Eric, how you doing?" 
and I can't place a name with their Don't face. Don't you hate that? I, that is the worst feeling in the world. Hey, for me. you. Yeah. What's up, Chief? Hey, pal. <laughs> hey, you buddy. Know, yeah, it's just, it's the worst. It is the absolute worst feeling in the world because, uh, you know, I pride myself on knowing these people and stuff, and it's just, ugh. Well, and, and like, Leslie uh, Leslie Alvarez. This is Leslie. This is amazing, dude. So when my when my parents got divorced, my I moved around a lot. Yeah. My mom lived. My mom lived in Canutillo. I went there a couple of a couple of years, so I would go back and forth every three months. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I went. Do you know where Canutillo is? Oh yeah. Like I said, I between spent a lot Las of time Cruces in and El Paso. Paso. Yeah. Okay? I've spent a lot of time very in El Paso. very small yeah. town. You know that. Yep. Um. So I went to school, uh, in in this little town called Canutillo. And it was about two years ago, I guess, um, I got contacted by this Leslie Alvarez. Um, and she remembered me from second grade and named her son after me. Wow. Because of, because of when we went to school together. Yeah. Really, really cool. But another that's just another part of small town is people come in and out of your lives that are special and you remember them. And, and so she wrote, um, she was writing about, um, you know, just how special it was when things came to town. Yeah. You know, you live in a Phoenix shit, dude. You can go to a, a Cardinal game or you can, you know, you yeah. if you lived in a bigger city, you can go to a Bronco game or you know, something like that. We when the county fair came to town, that was a big deal. Oh yeah. You know what it I mean? It was. It was. Yeah, I couldn't the wait county to see fair, the rides. And the everything. county yeah. fair or the or yeah. the carnival came to town or yeah, the carnival. Even in Farmington, we we had the the Connie Mac World Series. That was a big deal to oh, us, wow. dude. Okay. Yeah, that yeah. was a huge deal yeah. to us. But it's 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 cool that, you know, you appreciate those kinds of things because you're not surrounded by them all the time. Yeah, no, you do. And, and, you know, one of the coolest things that I look forward to every year at Christmas, and I should do it more often than just Christmas, but you know, everybody helped one another. We had a neighbor of my grandmother's that, uh, you know, she wasn't physically able to, you know, shovel her, her walk, you know, when it would snow and stuff. And so I always just did that. I always did the neighbor's walk and what have you. And there's a lady, she used to be a teacher. Her name was Margaret Storr. And she's still alive to this day. I couldn't even tell you how old she is. But every year, I look forward to sending her a Christmas card and getting that back. <laughs> and we did. This year, we got a Christmas card back from her. But it was kind of sad because she said she's actually moving into the assisted living house. Oh, now man, and stuff. That's a yeah, bummer, I man. know. But but it's little things like that, man, that I look forward to every year. You know, I love, I love it. But so. the, the, those little things that from a small town, they, they stick with you forever. They do. And, and, you know, I mean, someone else had, had mentioned about how, you know, doors were always unlocked and you could just go to, you could go yeah. to places. Yeah. Um, I can't believe we're, we're running out of time here, but I, I want to get into another thing. And, and that is how small towns can pull together, um, in tough times. Yeah. And you and I have, we've talked about this recently. Um, and, and it's kind of like you're in a, you're, you're, you're in a group, uh, you're in a group that can relate to everybody when you're from a small town. doesn't yeah. matter where it is. Yep. And like last month, it was less than a month ago now. Well, no, just a little over a month ago. Um, we had that shooting in Aztec. Yeah. And I, you know, I didn't go to Aztec High School. I went to Bloomfield. Bloomfield is a rival of Aztec, but I coached at Aztec. I coached yeah. for three years there. And watching how people responded to that and how everybody pulled together for that, um, that that's something, you know, I you probably get that in a big town, but it's not the same. No, I agree. And, and you know, you and I talked about it. And we kind of watched what was happening, and it's just really special what what people do for each other in a small town. 
Yeah, it, it is. It, it is second to none, and, and people really do care. I, I know if it's uh, if it's weddings, if it's funerals, it doesn't matter. I mean, you have everybody there that comes out to support you. Uh, graduations, I mean, everybody's there. I, 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 it's just, it's, it's so, it's such a great feeling. You feel loved. I think is the best word that I can say, and that people actually care for you. And you know, it's sad. I know at uh, my daughter's high school right now. Uh, here we are in a bigger city. You know, they, they've they had some uh, unfortunate events where, where kids were committing suicide because maybe they didn't feel the love that they needed or whatever. So one of the things that started at her high school, which is great, but it's called Smile Club, okay? Okay. And so when you pull up to the school, they're all holding signs that says, hey, we love you, and they're smiling and stuff like that. And I was sitting there thinking about that, and I was like, it's such a shame that you have to have a club of kids to do that as the kids are arriving at school because I had that every day, yeah, every no. day. I mean, you felt that love, and it's it's a shame that these bigger cities are having to do something like that. To- well, when you're in a bigger city, you just get lost. Sure, and that's the thing about a small town is you're never lost. Yeah, you 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 have some individualism, and people know who you are, and I think that's why they pull together for you. Yeah. Um, they try to do what they can, and the thing about that is, once that's planted in you as a human being, it never leaves. Yeah. And that's evident in something that um, you and I have discussed, and I told you what's been going on, what yep. I'm doing for yep. Aztec. Yep. And tomorrow, um, tomorrow I'm going to be at uh, at Aztec at that wrestling tournament, and we'll, we're going to be making a huge announcement about something we're going to be doing for that area because that small town thing was ingrained at such an early age, and it never goes away. It doesn't matter where I go in the world or what I do or how big I get or whatever. Yeah. I'll never forget that small town thing. Yeah, and, and I think what you're trying to say, it's the right thing to do, and it is the right thing to do, and, and that's what you feel, and that's what I feel. And you know what the difference is? Is it's the right thing to do because it's not always about you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And when you're in a, when you're in a big city, you have to fight so hard to, to find your identity. Yeah. That 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 becomes the focus of your life is your identity. Yeah, no, you're right. And and something that just happened yesterday. You know, Sears and Kmart keep announcing all these different closings and what have you. Ratone is it it just continues to to unfortunately nosedive in population. They've lost you know the mining industry there. There's just not a lot of jobs. You know, it's just a symptom of several small towns everywhere. I mean, just there's just no jobs. Kids don't want to live there. Well, anyways, uh, Kmart, they did announce that they're going to close the Kmart and Ratone. Okay, big deal, right? Well, right. no, that is a big deal. It is for a that, big deal. For that town? Yeah. You know, it's it's probably, I don't know, about 5,600 people now or something. But but still, that has been there for 40 years. And I think about, you know, not, not only that that's closing, but it's one of the few places that remain open because there's been tons of businesses that close. Um, I think about all the jobs that are going to be lost. What are those people going to do? Yeah. It was interesting. I was reading an article about it, and they said that one of the first employee of that uh, that Kmart, he's actually the store manager now, and he's been there for 38 years. Okay? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, 38 years, and this thing's closing. And and I, I feel sick about it. I even called uh, uh, my uncle Carl, and I was like, I feel horrible about this. Yeah. But, you know, that's what it is. It, it is ingrained. It is part of the fabric who I am of this small town. And you do. You watch out for everybody, and you have empathy for everybody. And I do. I just, gosh, I tell you, I wish I could explain, you know, in better detail about how bad I feel. But I feel horrible just to know that this Kmart's closing. You know, in a big city, like here Colorado Springs, they announced they're closing this one here. All right. Something else will open up. Exactly right. 
But in a small town, I mean, it is detrimental. It's just, it's just a big. Well, event, you just so. hate to hear things like that, man. Oh, you do, you do, and it just, you just keep hoping for more and more uh, uh, positive, you know, good news that's going to happen for some of these small towns. But I don't know. well, I'm going to, I'm going to start sharing some of these stories that yeah, come in. So Emmett Fowler, he's a, uh, he's a, uh, he's been around in the Farmington area forever. He, um, big radio guy. But he grew up in Shiprock, New Mexico. Oh, I love okay. Shiprock. Yeah. yeah. It's beautiful. It's, yeah. It is beautiful. Yeah. But he, so these are some of the stories that people shared. And you know what? It's my show. Yeah. If it goes over an hour, it goes over an hour. That's right. Um, so this is Emmett's, one of Emmett's stories. One time after football and practice, me and a couple of friends thought it would be fun to steal the outhouse by the river. <laughs> and put it in front of the <laughs> and put it in front of the main entrance of the high school when the with the principal's name on it. Oh, I love it. Okay. It's great. I had the truck which was a 66 Ford Stepside. So we went to the river to grab the outhouse and in the process of trying to put it in the back of the truck, one of the guys fell in the hole. Yes, the hole. <laughs> That's what he says. <laughs> yes, the hole. Um after we moved out of the outhouse, we loaded him in the back of the outhouse, dropped off the outhouse, then took him to the car wash and hosed him down. Nice. You a can't get story. away with that shit in a big town, That's man. That's a great story. <laughs> I love it. That's disgusting, man. It is. But you know, it, it, there's something just, uh, um, you get this, this sense of empowerment in a small town that you can go out and you can try anything. Oh, you know, yeah, dude. It's, it's, it's interesting. Hell, I learned to drive uh, uh, a standard vehicle by uh, uh, borrowing my grandfather's pickup truck <laughs> when they were out of town. And I thought I was cool. I was trucking along great. But when you're on your first steep hill and you're, you're trying to. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. That yeah, was you'll burn that experience. bitch out, won't you? <laughs> you're going to put rubber gears yeah. in this thing next yeah, year. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. All right. So this this guy, um, Shannon, Shannon uh, Salee, he's a great guy. I met him on a plane in New Orleans, actually. Um, he grew up in Fort Gibson, the oldest town in Oklahoma. One stoplight, oh, okay. one stoplight town. He says, driving too fast in town, and rather than pulling me over, the officer yells out my name and tells me to slow down. And my mom knew about it before I got home. That is fantastic. That's small town. It is. That's what happened to my dad. You know, everybody wants to tell me stories about my dad. And same thing. Yeah, the uh, the police showed up at my grandparents' house looking for my dad and they're like hey we clocked him going 120 down main street we just want to tell him to slow down but you yeah. know he hadn't got home yet you know what i'm saying he didn't know anything about it but you know, yeah it's great that's small town yeah. I, I just i i love all these stories man um dana dana says uh ditched a lot usually wound up at a party at someone's house the best party was at mark joplin and julian lucero's house half the school was there the principal and a few teachers were out looking for everyone because they knew that many people, let's see, many people had gone to be at the same place. We all decided to go to the den. So we had the Bobcat den. Oh, it was like a diner and like a diner and ice cream and stuff. Um, for lunch, recruit more people. Yeah, there do you, you remember go. the pitch-ins? Holy shit, dude! Do you remember? Pitch-ins? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah, pitch-ins. Yeah, yeah. You guys got yeah. a quarter for pitch-ins? Yeah, right. Yeah. We're gonna get a pony cake. You yeah. got a dollar for pitch-ins? <laughs> yeah. I love that shit, man. So, question real quick. Uh, what was her name that sent that in? Um, Dana. How would you? Dana. How okay. Would you, how would you say that, buddy? Uh, Dana. Oh, crap. Oh, we lost. Is it, it Geether? Hold on, I got it. Hold on, guys. Hold on. Don't get mad. Don't get glad. Get even. Yeah, Gaither. That's how it's. Did you see it? How yeah, did, did you see it when I was G G E U T like passing yeah. that fast? Gaither. Yeah, that's that's it. Anyways, Gaither is that how you say so that? Well, that's wondering. a German name. You have a German yeah. name. Is that, well, well, let me tell German? you, it is German. 
when you were going through that, Ambassador. I thought that you were going to say, like, when you go to a party and there's a teacher at the party, as you're starting to talk about the principal. Oh, no, stuff, dude. Did you ever go to a party in the in the? Uh, no, but my, was there? Sis, my sister put a story on here. Okay. My sister put a story on here that I yeah. have to read to you. Yeah, that please. Is. is because I've been to a party where there's a teacher. So my my <laughs> sister and a bunch of people okay. ditched school All right. to go. Okay, so Purgatory, which is Durango yeah. Ski Resort, yep. was like an hour north. Okay, my sister and a bunch of people ditched school to go to the um to go skiing, and they were just about to get on the lift, and the principal was there. Oh, and you know nice. what the principal said? What's that? I won't tell if you won't. <laughs> That's <laughs> it, dude. It. That's it. I love it. That's a great story. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, see, I just I love that shit, man. Um, um, going to the swimming pool. Uh, did you guys have? Did you guys oh, have yeah. that? Oh yeah. Oh man. One dollar. One dollar for the day. You could go swimming all day for a dollar. Loved it, man. I spend every day during the summer at the swimming pool, but it was horrible, man. Because what you do is you'd put your stuff in a basket, and then you'd put it in the back room, <laughs> yeah. and you'd come back and all your shit stolen. I mean, it was the worst. It was the worst damn thing ever, man. Um, yeah, but I love oh, the swimming pool. So Shelby Schwim, this is this is actually pretty cool, and this is very small town. I said uh, I had some older brothers who raised hell and got in a lot of trouble, and we grew up in a suburb outside of Houston, and they were known for some less than flattering things. Once I got to high school, I had the I had their previous teachers and principals give me shit and harass me because um, they thought I would give them the same trouble. Uh. The truth is, I never had detention in my life. All I cared about was my spot on the varsity football team and playing in metal bands. Um, never gave them an ounce of trouble, but I was constantly targeted. Wow. That small town. Oh, you're his little brother. Okay. You're, yeah, we're, we yeah, got that's your definitely eye on a small you. town. But I didn't have any brothers or sisters, so I didn't go through that, but I do know some people that did go through that. Yep. Um, I, I like this one too. Tony, Tony Lake said, I grew up in a 500 person town in Wyoming, and there are towns in Wyoming with 500 people. Um, I remember being a kid, being able to play hide and seek, and it was no big deal to hide in someone's yard. Mm -hmm. They would simply look out the window and just wave at you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I see. That's that's you can't do that kind of stuff, man. Um, Let's see. uh, You know, the other thing that was interesting, too, and I'm thinking about this now is that those people that would wave at you. And they always kept their yard so nice. When I go back to Raton now, yeah. people don't give a shit about the yard. Have you noticed that in Farmington, by the way? I was just curious. I, I have. Okay. I've noticed a lot of things in Farmington. And okay. it, the whole paradigm has shifted, man. Mm-hmm. Everything's different. Yeah. People's perspective on themselves are different. People's, yeah. people's, uh, you know, their their pride mm-hmm. has shifted. Um, I have noticed that. Yeah, I was just curious because I, I do. When I go back, I say, oh, hey, look, there's the uh, the Lanceri's house or, you know, just some old uh, some of the old neighbors. And it's just like, wow, what happened to their house? That's the first thing that I see because I remember just how beautiful their yard was and everything. Yeah. And so I was just curious. Well, and, and OK, so John Gutierrez, his dad was his dad is a is a legendary coach. Mm-hmm. He's in New Mexico coaching Hall of Fame. Coach uh, John, um, well, John Gutierrez, but John Gutierrez Sr. Okay. But this is uh, Gooch, we called him. He was, I mean, he was a great, he coached for 30-something years, man. Um, but uh, John was saying on the last day of school for several years, the buses would go to Johnny's Dairy Mart. That's what it was called before. It was the Bobcat Den. And Johnny himself would come out with a box of ice cream sandwiches. That's the kind of, also, the kind of yeah. care that you got in a small town. That's cool. Um, so... I'll tell you. I'll tell you a story real quick that will that will surprise you as as a small town kid. Okay. When I was a senior, um, that it was during two a days, 
And that morning, I had been voted team captain of the football team. Okay. We went to the mall with a bunch of guys because, you know, you had practice in the morning and then you had, you know, some time off and you come back for practice in the afternoon. Right. And we all went to the mall and everybody that I was with, it was like a handful of guys. Everybody was stealing shit. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And I, st- I stole this necklace. Yeah. It had an eyeball on it. Yeah. It was the dumbest. It was a $4 necklace, yeah. right? So I steal this necklace and I start to walk out the store and the lady, she says, uh, where are you going? And she busted me. Okay. So they take me in the back, and they, they take me in the back, and they call the cops, and they call my stepmom. And while I'm waiting, I told her, I'm really sorry for the scene that I caused in your store. Okay? So the cops get there, and she tells them, I'm not going to press charges because he apologized. Sends me home with my stepmom, okay? I have to go to practice. I have to tell the whole team. I decided I was going to tell the whole team yeah. this is what happened. Right. Went back the next day. I bought that stupid-ass $4 necklace, and yeah. I wore it my entire senior year. If you see my <laughs> senior picture, you see this ugly-ass eyeball Is necklace. that right? What a good story. Yeah. and But I think that's the kind of thing that a small town instills in you. You know what? You made an ass of yourself. You embarrassed yourself. You embarrassed your town, and you need to do what's right. Yeah. And you need to do the right thing. No, you're right. You're right. I remember when I was in middle school, uh, I had a grocery store that was across from my house called the Plaza. And uh, uh, they had an area in there where they had all kinds of uh, old boxes, okay, you know, that they would put the chicken box stuff up. Well, they also had back stock of, like, chewing tobacco. And so so all my <laughs> friends all my friends were like, hey, let's go, let's get some chewing tobacco and everything. I've never stolen anything in my life, right? Yeah. But this is along the same lines that you talk about. I went in there. I pretended like I was getting boxes. I put a, a can of Hawken, okay, at the bottom of one of the boxes. I stock, uh, stacked some other boxes in there. I was like, hey, thanks for the boxes. All right, we'll see you later. You know, leave. I felt horrible when I got home. I was not only afraid that I was going to get caught or the police or whatever. I knew it was the wrong thing to do. Did you know that next day I went back supposedly to get some more boxes, but I had actually broken into my piggy bank and I left a dollar is what I left (laughs) on that shelf just to make amends for it because I felt I had to. So I I know where you're coming from on that. You do. You feel like. Oh man, that was wrong. I got to make it right. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the other thing about it too, like, you know, like parents, if, if, if someone, if you're, if their kids stole from a store and they busted them, yeah. not only, not only you take it back, you're going to take it back and you're going to tell the owner that you stole it and you're going to apologize. Yeah. We we're missing that now. Yeah. yeah. And that's sad. Yeah. And I, and I hate that, but, and. So here's my here's my sister Jody. Um, um, I will say, growing up in a small town had its good times and bad times. Um, if a rumor started, there was no fighting it, <laughs> and it spread like wildfire. My brother and I yeah. both know this. <laughs> oh, she pissed me off, so I got her back. I, I'm sorry, Jody. I'm sorry. I told the entire school you had crabs. That's not. My, that's my <laughs> fault. That's my fault. She didn't, by the way, as far as I know. That's but, hilarious. <laughs> But we Here, had. Let's start it again, Jody. You have crabs. <laughs> <laughs> Jody Greger has crabs. <laughs> Just kidding, she doesn't anymore. Um, but but the thing about it is, and and Jody makes a great point here is, you know, she and I fought like cats and dogs. We we could not find a way to get along ever. But you did not. You did not mess with my sister, and you did not mess with her brother. Period. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. I mean, you mess with the bean, you get the whole burrito. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. And that was another cool thing. And, you know, maybe that's maybe you see that in big towns as well. But it just it's so magnified in a small town. Yeah. There's so much pride because the world is so much smaller. 
I think that's what it is. I think the world is so much smaller. It just means so much more. It's more devastating if someone says something about your sibling or your friend or whatever. It's so much more devastating that you're you're just, uh uh uh-uh. It's not happening, man. No, you're right. You're right. And I've heard that from several people, man, that live in small towns. You know, this this guy I knew he was he was getting ready to marry this lady and uh, things didn't work out. She uh, started using drugs and what have you. And uh, he the first thing he did, he told his dad, he's like, Dad, I'm not marrying this lady because she's going to ruin our name. And that's what really it's about. And it's, yeah. Yeah. So it's just, just interesting. I mean, we can tell stories all night long, but it is. It's just it's just what happens in these small towns. There's just so many there's so many cool stories like that, yeah. you know, Natty this one Natty Nicole says, you know, the, you know, they had a party and the cops recognized her vehicle, so they called her parents. I mean, just stuff like that. The point is, and believe it or not, we've actually been going for an hour and five minutes. Oh wow. Which okay. means that we have to wrap this up. But the thing is, is just I, and I, I Look, I mean, you can see, Eric, I I have so many more stories that I could tell from people. But the point is, is that there's something special about being in a small town. There's something there's something special about before you get out of that experience and, and you think there there's such an innocence to you thinking that's the whole world. And, and the smallest thing that, you know, as, as adults who have been around the world and we've we've experienced life and we've done things, they don't mean anything now. Yeah. But back then they're devastating or they're glorious and they mean so much, you know, and it's just that's what I love about being from a small town. Yeah, no, I agree. And I and I reflect back even with my daughter now and stuff. And I wish she had that, you know, when we go back and she just marvels at that. And now everybody knows her by association and, and stuff and oh there's Brielle and blah 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 this that, and the other but I, I wish I wish she had the childhood that I do and, and or that I did excuse me yeah and I mean it, it was it was a fantastic childhood when you look back and stuff and you know and I'm grateful that I, I've uh, you know I've left and I've and I've I've been a lot of places and have experienced a lot of really cool things and everything but but I still I really enjoy going back home. I it's do. so ingrained, man. When it is. when when you're raised that way, it, it it's so ingrained and it it means so much to you and you take so much pride in it and you know it means a lot to me to to be from Bloomfield and and the the honors I've gotten from Bloomfield. You know, I got this a day named after me in yeah. Bloomfield and I got the key to the city. If you ever get locked out of Bloomfield, <laughs> let me know. All right, I'm gonna borrow I, your key. I got a key. Okay. I can get you in. All right, but you know, it just it just means so much, and 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 because it's so small, you know, there are there are people that I haven't talked to for years, man. I haven't seen for years, mm-hmm. and I'll get a message from them, you know, and and even from other towns. Yeah, I got a message from from a friend of mine from Aztec, and and they sent me a, a message, and they said, my Justin, my dad just died. Mm. And I didn't know him. I don't know what to do. Yeah. That kind of thing, you know, it that's the special nature of small towns. Oh, it is. I know. Good I've... good and bad, you're always there for each other. You're yeah. always there for each other. And you know, I think that's evident in the fact that we carry those stories with us through our whole lives. Yeah. Um you I think you have that same sense of pride that I do. Oh, sure. You know, it, it's a it's a weird machismo about, mm-hmm. you know. You're from a small town. Yeah. And and when the world tries to kick your ass, you punch it right back because yep. you grew up in a small town. It's what yeah. you do. Yeah. That's what you do. And it's just it's just so different, man. 
It is. It is. But uh, I wouldn't trade it for the world. I was would you? just going to say that. I'm just so uh, so glad that I got to experience it. And not only that, I think what's just amazing about it is you put this out on Facebook. Look how many responses you have. Look how many people feel the same way that we do. And uh, uh, like I said, I, I keep going back to this, but I, I just feel horrible. My daughter doesn't get to experience something like me this. too. It's same great. same thing for me. Yeah. You know, and and you know my kids and. I wish that they kind of, I kind of wish that they would have, and they sure. never did. You know, they sure. they grew up in Phoenix and then here, and yeah. and, and uh, you know, we go back and and you know, it's it's neat because people say, "Oh, you're Justin's son, mm-hmm. or you're Justin's daughter," mm-hmm. but they didn't. I I kind of wish that they would have had a chance to carry that on and you know experience yep. their own thing and. Yep. But you know, it is what it is. But yep, like sure. you're you know you're talking about Facebook and like like look here, you see this, you know, Shauna Maggard made a comment. This Valerie Tom, who I, they don't know each other, but they start talking. They're in the same. They're from the same place. You know, they 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 live the same kind of things and they have the same kind of experiences. And they're like, oh yeah, oh yeah, remember this, remember that. I love that kind of stuff, man. Yeah. That's what yeah. you get in small towns. So, yeah. I just I absolutely love it. Okay, so here's my last story. Okay, and you can tell you can tell another one if you want, but here's my last story. So in Bloomfield, there used to be the old Bloomfield Highway. That okay. was the one that was a half mile away from us. Then they built the new road, which okay. is a quarter of a mile away from our house. While while they were building that, I was a freshman, and my sister, of course, threw another party. Okay, Tons of people at our house, scared to death. And so Jody throws this party, and one of the things that were uh, that was a staple in Bloomfield was to go to the Sundial, which was a gas station, and get a Frito pie. Okay. You can make your own Frito pie at the Sundial. It was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for that because I'm sure it was. Yeah. Oh, shit, dude. Yeah. So, okay. So, Jody's having this party. I'm a freshman. There's a big guy named Fred Cerna. Okay. Okay. Fred, I hope you I hope you get to listen to this, buddy. Fred Cerna could take a, a bottle cap from a Coors Light can and twist it in half. Wow. He I, it, Shaking hands with Fred was like, like grabbing a bunch of bananas. Damn. He was just huge. Okay. So Fred and I decide we're going to go to town and we're going to – Fred – let me rephrase that. Fred decides he wants to go to town to get a Frito pie. I'm like, I'm a freshman. That's a senior. He wants – he asked me if I want to go. You, you bet you I want to yeah, go. Yeah, right. Yeah. So we go. We get our Frito pie. We're coming back. At this time, they're just building this new this new highway, which is now Highway, um, highway 64. It's all gravel, okay? So – we get our Frito Pies, and it's about 1 in the morning. We're about to come home. I'm sorry, Dad, if this disappoints you because I don't think you know this story. <laughs> so we start to head back. We're going to go to the old Bloomfield Highway, and there's this long, straight gravel road that's brand new. No one's ever driven it. Fred says, let's drive this road, man. And I'm like, I'm scared to death. Right. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, hey, let's steal a construction barrel. <laughs> okay, cool, man. Yeah. So he stops. And I get this construction barrel and I throw it in the back of his truck and we start driving down this road. Well, you're not supposed to be on this road. Right. Bloomfield cop sees this and whips around and starts coming after us. And Fred just guns it. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit, I'm scared to death. We're going 100 miles an hour just fishtailing down this <laughs> brand new gravel road that's about to be paved. Yeah. you know. And, uh, and uh, Fred, he, we're driving. I'm like, Fred, we can't lose him. We can't lose him. And he turns around and he looks in the back and you got to You got to understand a Bloomfield accent. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry, ladies, for the language. You, yeah. You, he looks in the back and he goes, 
the light in the back, it's fucking blinking. Because <laughs> we got this construction belt and the orange light is like, the orange light's like, I'm here, yeah. I'm here, yeah. I'm here. And this cop's chasing us and we're trying yeah. to ditch him, but we can't yeah. because the gosh damn it's light is in the back. Yeah. It's fucking blinking. <laughs> <laughs> so we go all the way back up in the hills, those damn dirt roads trying yeah. to lose this guy, you yeah. know? So we're going like 80 miles an hour, 90 miles an hour down this dirt road. I climb out through the window, climb in the back, and kick out the light. And after like 30 minutes, we finally lose the damn guy. Wow. It's blinking. <laughs> There's, there was no I in that. It was B-L-E-E-E-E-E-N-K-I-N-G. Blinking. <laughs> that's great, man. Freddie Cerna, dude. That's, that's awesome. but that but that's the thing. That's small town, man. You can't you can't get away with that stuff anywhere else. But you awesome. got anything else, man? You know I don't. I I think we we've covered it all, and like I'm just so excited to see the engagement that we've had from everybody. Isn't it great? I mean, it I, just you amazing. just scroll through this thing, and it's just so cool to see like yeah. how many people still still have that. Yeah, it. You're right. That's exactly what it is. It's just cool to see how many people really want to. Uh, that feel passionate about it because I know I feel passionate about it. I know you do. Oh, We've yeah, been dude. talking about Absolutely. this for a long time, and so this is just great. Well, so. and you know what? It's funny because, and, and I'll close it out with this, but Eric and I are neighbors, and we play racquetball. We play racquetball three or four times a week. and We play warrior racquetball. We play warrior racquetball. <laughs> but, yeah. but I think, I, I, as crazy as it sounds, I think our small town comes out in that because when, when you're winning, you know, I refuse to quit until you <laughs> to, until you until you win. Yeah, I will not give up. And yeah. if I'm winning, you will not give up. Right. <laughs> and I I know it sounds crazy, but that that is Raton and that is Bloomfield coming out. Yeah. Of. We refuse. Yeah. Because there's it's just the pride that was instilled in us as human beings, and it, not just as men, but as guys. Yeah. From you don't quit. You keep. You keep fighting until the end. No, I think that's great. I I, I love the symbolism in that because I'm sitting here thinking about it. You're right because I sit back and just think about all the people that I've known from Raton that you don't, you don't, you can't give up. You no. know what I'm saying? I mean, you just do what you got to do to get by, and you provide for your family. And you know, the cool thing there is that town's there to lift you up too. So that's well, cool. and that's the thing is the 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 racquetball is a microcosm of everything. Like life has kicked my ass, man. It has. And you just keep you keep yeah, coming, sure. and it's not always been easy for you. Yep. And you get up and you just keep coming. And you know, like the community of Aztec. I mean, they just had two kids that were killed, and but you just keep fighting. You just no, you keep do. going. Yeah. And that's that's the whole. You know, to wrap it up, that's what's amazing about a small town. It's the work ethic. I it's agree, the man. work ethic. It's it the is. love. It's the commu- It's the feeling of community. It's the fellowship. It's the camaraderie. It's all of that stuff. And I wouldn't trade that for anything. I think, you know, that might be you and I's best character trait. Yeah, sure, I agree. Is a small town. Yeah. And yeah. so, and and I just think it's amazing. And, and I hope that, uh, you know, all of you that are, that have grown up in a small town and moved away, or you're still there, if you're still there, be proud of it. And if, if you're away from it, claim it, live it, it, because, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing, man. It is. Yep. And, uh, I echo that. Let's yeah. go. And go Bobcats. <laughs> Let's go Tigers. <laughs> go Bobcats. Yeah. Go, I mean, kind of go Tigers, but really go Bobcats. <laughs> so that's going to that's gonna do it for this uh, this episode of the Jewhoo Roadshow podcast. You have the record, man. Longest podcast yet. All right. Yeah. The longest something. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't like the way. If I had Facebook, I'd put that on there. Okay? I don't, I don't like go. the way your family's looking at us right now. <laughs> um, that's gonna do it. That's gonna do it for uh, for this edition of the Juhu Roadshow Podcast. Next week's really cool. We have that guy that's a uh, NASCAR crew chief and a Tesla engineer. Oh, I enjoyed meeting him. He's oh, wasn't awesome. it great? It was a great show. Yeah, that. Was. Yeah, Eric was in San Francisco with us when we did that show, and so next week is. Um, Pierre Coutel. That's it. Is that how you? Awesome man. Is that how awesome. you're supposed to say that? You think? Uh, Pierre Coutel. It, not it, when I met him. It's just like, hey, what's up, PK? Yeah. I think so, PK. But, but uh, really excited about that show. It's a great show. But um, you and I are going to do some more shows, man. I'm, I'm ready. We're going to do some more shows, time. and and John That's from great. Rancho Cucamonga is going to call back he in. He is. He is. We're going to have a call center, and and Brielle's going to handle the calls. It's going to be absolutely amazing. But. Um, that's going to do it for the Juhu Roadshow podcast. Make sure and follow us on Instagram at the Juhu Roadshow. And if you want to support the show, you can and you should because that's the only good thing to do. I mean, that's the right thing to do as a human being is to support this program. Uh, you can do that by going to patreon.com forward slash Juhu. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash J-U-H-U. And Lance is going to take us out of here. Eric, thanks a bunch, man. Peace out. Love All right, it. buddy. All right. Talk to you later. That's it. That's it.